What can help you take advantage of today's low mortgage rates and save money? Rocket can. You could save hundreds of dollars every month by refinancing with Rocket Mortgage at today's near historic low rates. If your current rate is over 4%, you could lower your payment by over $150 a month, saving thousands in interest every year. Call us today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. Savings are based on Quicken Loans, internal data. Points and fees may apply. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. Analyst consumer access. Network number 
rest of just a normal couch. But uh, yeah, you, can, you can pull it out into a queen bed. I got a, I can lift my shit up. I can lift the L or the J up, and there's a little storage space underneath to put my blankets and pillows and drugs and shit. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like, is it leather? No, it's, uh, I don't know, normal couch. Yeah. It's your normal couch fabric. It, it's, it's a great upgrade, though. Hell yeah. So what'd you do with the old one? Uh, originally, I was going to try and sneak it into the bedroom just because I was hoarding. Yeah. But me and Jason quickly realized that that thing's not fitting into my kitchen or into my bedroom. So we uh, just pitched it, and a day later, it's gone. So you put it out to the curb. Put it out to the curb, and Denver acts quick on that. So someone came and picked it up by the time I got home from work yesterday. Damn. Yeah, in Peoria, you got to... Well, where I live, you got to post... I post on Craigslist when I got something for free. Uh-huh. And then it usually moves pretty quick. But I live in a cul-de-sac, so nobody drives there for no reason. You know what I mean? That's, that's true. So, you know, like... You people just, still have to be searching for this. Like, my, my dumpster is in an alley. Yeah. But people drive through alleys all the time out here, so... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's cool. Though I always like to hear how people get rid of their old couch. Because it's quite the trick. It's even worse. Have you ever tried to get rid of an old TV? Uh, no, I haven't. I actually picked up a TV from the trash a couple weeks ago. And it's, it's, I'm staring at it right now. It's an upgrade from my old TV, so. Well, if you try to get, say you had an old tube TV in your basement or something, you try to get rid of that fucker, it's, um, it's almost impossible. Really? Yeah. Nobody, obviously you're not going to sell it. You're not going to get a damn dime out of that thing. But, uh. You, you can't even give them away. You put them on the curb, nobody picks them up. Uh, I think you have to take them to a recycling center or something. Oh, Jesus. It's a real ordeal, Jeff. What a pain in the ass, man. Yeah. In my younger days, I once took a tube TV and uh, drove it around to the back of like an abandoned business and just like threw it in their parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was right there off of uh, Galena when I lived down on Galena Road, down there by the river. Yeah, and uh, we put a tube TV out on the curb. I posted online about it. I could not get rid of this thing. This is before I knew about the recycling center. So yeah, I had to do what I had to do. (laughs) I had I had to hide it somewhere. So I just pulled around the back and just kicked it out of the side of the car and kept on driving. Well, shit. But yeah, the couch is an upgrade. Uh, slept on it last night. Nice nice slumber. I did not pull it out. I haven't utilized the pull-out. But when you pull the son of a bitch out, like, it's a legit queen bed. Does it, so it's like, I wonder if it's any better than the classic pull-out. Because most pull-outs are terrible. Oh, this is what I'm saying. Like... The pullout isn't like a mattress unto itself. Like, you know, we have an L. We we have an L here. Basically, you just from the main uh, vertical part of the L, you pull out another little mattress area, and it just pops up, and like the bed just turns into a. I mean, the couch just turns into a square from an L. You know what I'm saying? It's like Legos. Oh yeah. 
Actually, it's some not, some like it's not like pull out leg, unfold another leg, and then flop a dirty ass mouse poop mattress over. <laughs> yeah, because they always had mouse poop in them. Yeah. <laughs> Every pull out bed ever known to man was covered in rat shit. <laughs> this is this is for you certain. Go, you can sleep on this while you're here. Yeah. Just let me sweep through the mouse shit. Yeah. So, uh, so you, I, I somehow did understand what you're saying there. They have those same kind of beds in hospitals in their little couches. Oh, really? Yeah, like if you get a hospital room, there'll be the little couch, obviously, for the guests, and that thing does the same thing. Like the back of it, the, the part where your back leans, folds down and makes it into a bed. Is that what you're saying? Uh, no, not quite. So like where where my feet are. Yeah. I, I can just sleep sneak under my feet like I'm doing now. Pull this son of a bitch out. It looks like you're pulling out a dresser uh, dresser drawer, and then there's a mattress in that little dresser drawer. Oh you just yeah. Pop it up. Yes. Uh, there's a name for that. Yeah, that's way better. Yeah, IKEA man. This is my first IKEA product. Wow, you're really coming up out there, Jeff. You did a big clean, and now you got a new couch. Yeah, big clean, new couch. The boob duty tree is packed away for the season. Yep. So we we did that on uh, New Year's Day. Everything I can change. I had uh, Jason over when we moved the couch, and then I'm like, "Wait, what fucking day is it?" I'm like, "Wait, it's 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 the fourth. Let's get this fucking tree out of here." Oh yeah. You got to get that tree out of there. Uh, we had a big clean as well. We, you, oh, yeah? Yeah, we had big clean part two here in Peoria. Nice. But that was uh, yesterday. Um, whole house? Whole house clean. I, I was I was on the uh, carpet shampooing duty. Oh, man, that is a rough duty, Eric. No, it's, it's really, really, it's really, uh, like... I don't know. I don't know how to word it properly, but it's an amazing feeling when you just have a chocolate covered, you know, your your water, your your gray water, like the bad water that comes out of this thing. Yeah. Is just poop brown. And you're just uh, yeah, like that's how you, know you did you did something. Yeah, that's how you know you did a damn good job. <laughs> what what's good? That's good. Yeah. Exactly. That is a great feeling even though it's disgusting that you that was all hiding in your carpet. Yeah, you're a little embarrassed, but you're like, oh, well, let's take care of now. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, uh, it's water to the bridge now. It's not looking to the past here. Exactly. <laughs> no, no need to figure, figure out or analyze why yeah. the water's brown. How it's we got not here. Anymore. Yeah, how, don't, let's not talk about how we got here. But, uh, <laughs> it's, it is a great feeling. And then, so yeah, we did that. Everything, I mean, everything. Floors, uh, Dusting, windows. I mean, it was a big clean, Jeff. That's awesome. <clears throat> yep. And then last night we had another mo- or another uh, bat in our house. Are you, got, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> nope. Yeah. Another, another bat. But you I know. Get a bat patrol ASAP. I, no, I know where they came from now, so we got it now. Turns out uh, we have uh, our chimney cap blew off in a storm somewhere down the road. Oh, so they've been uh, yep. in and rested up in the chimney, huh? Yep, they're hanging out in the chimney. So I need to 
we actually make those in the in what I do now for a living. So uh, that should that might actually be kind of fun to make one of those for my own house. I thought you were just gonna steal something from work. <laughs> no, uh, I'm sure I. No, I'll talk to the boss, but I'm sure he'll make let me make it out of the scrap after hours. I'm sure he won't have a problem with that. Nice. But yeah, I need to make a new chimney cap to keep those little fuckers out of there. And there's a what is going on? Oh, I'm getting a, I'm getting an incoming call. If you can hear that, I cannot. I'll buy it. I'm gonna decline it. Probably can't. Decline. Uh. What? Yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't. It wasn't a. It was my mom. So, uh, see, so yeah, I need to make a new chimney cap. Get that up there. But yeah, it was funny. We could hear something scratching, and we go over there, and it, you could tell it was an animal, and it had just snuck out of the chimney, and like must have flown into you know the classic setup you have next to the chimney. It's got like the the rake, and the shovel, and the brush. Yeah, and the, 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 the chimney tools. That yeah, yeah, and the poker. Yeah, it it probably like had tried to fly or something and got his wings caught up in there or something. Ooh, because he couldn't fucking he couldn't fly. <laughs> he was halted. Yeah, I caught him trapped already. So you'd think like, oh, this is pretty good, but these things are so shifty, man. I got him uh, one one good shot across his brow. With a uh, with a broomstick, and he fluttered. He you know he took the hit, but he fluttered back into the corner. Yeah. Uh, you know as far as away from me as he could get, and then I hit him again. Boom! Real hard. And I hit him again. Boom! Hit him again. And I was like, God damn! <laughs> I was like, this fucker's got to be dead. So like we're like looking for him. We can't find him. Like they can get super small. You know they're like mice. So, like, we can't find this thing. I'm like, where did it go? I'm, like, lifting up furniture. Finally, I found it, like, right where I hit it. He was just hiding under one of the chimney tools that it fell, you know? Yeah, they curl up so, like you said, they're like mice. Like, yeah, they can get... That, that wingspan unfolds, but when they're curled up, it's so small. Yeah, when they're, when they're flying, they look like big-ass birds. And then when, they, when they're not, they're tiny. Yeah. It's crazy, and uh, so, like, I saw it, I'm like, okay, it's dead, but, you know, you have to remember from last time, these things don't just die easily. No. They are, they're survivors. So I'm like, alright, so I run and go get a bucket, I'm like, I'm gonna trap this thing, you know, slide, like, uh, cardboard under it or something, lift it up and take it out of the house. So as I'm like putting putting the the bucket on it, of course there's a wire from something uh-huh. wrapped right near it. So like I couldn't press the bucket fully to the ground. You know what I mean? I'm hitting the wire. Yeah. Classic. Yeah, a l- little millimeter space. Yeah. So I lift it up, I lift the bucket up to move the wire, and he and he wakens the beast, and he starts fluttering all over the place and doing his thing. And, uh, of course, like, Samantha's gone, like, running away. Like, my light, I had a light source, and now it's gone. Oh, uh, she, so, she was holding the light for you. Yeah, so now I'm trying to kill it in the dark with, uh, and I didn't have my broom, my bat-killing stick with me at the time. <laughs> I just had the, the little brush that comes in the chimney cleaning kit. So I'm, like, trying to kill this thing with a brush, and I couldn't get, you know, it's fast. And it scurried under my other couch. So like, now it's hiding under a it's hiding under a couch again. 
You know, I thought this was going to be easy, and now it's evaded me again. So now I got to go. I have the broom in one hand, and with my left hand, I flip the couch. Just just complete caveman throw. You know what I mean? <laughs> just flip the couch over and just immediately start whacking this thing. And I hit it three more times. And then got the bucket and covered it and did the whole thing. And then it was like, he was such a bastard. Even after like I knew he was dead for sure, I couldn't get the, like the cardboard. He, they're, like they're so small and flexible, you know? Yeah. It's like a, it's the weirdest thing. It's like a water balloon or something. Like he wouldn't get under, he wouldn't get above the cardboard as I was sliding it under the bucket. Like they're so malleable, it was like stretching him. Dude, they're the craftiest sons of bitches, man. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. And 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 how they get in, like I told you, I didn't have the chimney cap, but still, like, you know, if you were to jump down that chimney, you wouldn't be able to get into my house because there's only a small thing above where you put the fire put the wood. It's called the flue. And you like Oh yeah, the flue, Eric. Yeah, and you open it up and that's where all the smoke goes, you know? Yeah. So like the flue's closed. But it's old, so it doesn't close correctly, so there's, like, little tiny gaps. Oh, man. And you just look at that thing, and you're like, how in the fuck did he get through that? <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. But... Get through a cheese grater, man. Apparently. So, yeah, so, so everybody go and, uh, make sure you got your chimney caps installed properly with the, with the, uh, bird screen. So you don't have any freaking bats in your house, because it's terrible. This, this bad update was brought to you by PETA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, about six or seven uh, swings at a bat as hard as you can will do her. Yeah. But any less than that, and I wouldn't trust it. No. I mean, you hit those you things. Want, you want to make sure that thing is dead. Hit yeah. it after it's down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One more to the face just to make sure they close the casket, Jeff. Yeah. You got to go overboard. You think you've done enough? No, do more. No, be, be ruthless. Ruthless aggression. That's what <laughs> yeah. Vince has taught us. Yeah. So, yeah, there's that. That's my bad update. <laughs> um, What's going on? Anything else going on in Denver? Uh, not shit, man. Uh, fucking banana boy. Just, just stocking bananas. I bet you have to stock the bananas every shift. I do. Oh, yeah. They, they move quick. Bad. That's my general term. I'm stocking several times the ships. They move quick, man. Everybody gets the bananas. Oh, yeah. Uh, faux pas I made yesterday, or not yesterday, but the other day at work. Uh, people who eat vegetables might be like, what the fuck are you thinking? But guess who doesn't eat vegetables? Jeffrey. <laughs> so what'd you Jeff, do? Jeff, Jeffrey sees a crate of vegetables in the cooler and... Some vegetables in a crate out out on the floor that uh, are low, so I'm like, hey, I'm going to stock these. I pour them in and go about my business. And thank God it's late at night, so like, there's only little shoppers. But uh, my, my supervisor comes up to me like 20 minutes later. He's like, Jeff, what is this? I'm like, these are sprouts. It's like, okay, taste that. So... Uh, he had me pick up a raw sprout needed. Oh, I bet you love that. Huh? I said, I bet you love that. Oh, God. A raw sprout? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. 
I wanted to puke on the spot. Is he grabbed another thing? He's like, taste that. And I'm like, oh shit. I tasted it and it was completely different. You want to take a guess at what it was, Eric? So wait, what you thought was a sprout wasn't a sprout. Correct. I, I placed something in the sprouts that were not Brussels sprouts. Oh, you were thinking, okay, Brussels sprouts. Yeah, Brussels sprouts. Okay. Wait, I thought you were talking between sprouts and Brussels sprouts. Yeah, I thought you were talking about the sprouts that go on top of sandwiches. I think they're called bean sprouts. But they're little, they're real tiny. They like, uh, most, most restaurants don't have them because they're notoriously, uh, foodborne illness. Um, like they, E. coli, they're classic for E. coli and stuff. But, uh, uh J- Jimmy John's used to have, yeah, Jimmy John's used to have them. I don't know. But yeah, Brussels sprouts. So what looks like a Brussels sprout? Uh, man. Was it, oh, I don't know. What was it? To give up? Yeah. I put the tomatillos in with the Brussels sprouts there. Oh, yeah. The little... that, that's, that's, if you ever t- tasted either a tomatillo or a Brussels sprout, they do not taste or are utilized for the same thing at all. I'm pretty sure eating a raw tomatillo is terrible as well. <laughs> Correct? It is. Yeah, I don't think you eat those raw. I think those have to be prepared. Oh, they, they do. But, I mean, I can taste the difference. I'm like, oh, oh fuck. Sure. Yeah, oh, yeah. You can definitely like, taste the difference. And my man's just like, that's a little spicier than a Brussels sprout, isn't it? I'm like, yeah, just a tad. That's hilarious. Yeah, you gotta, you're gonna have to Google all this shit. You googly. I'm just learning on the job, man. Yeah, on the job hey, training. They look, they look the same. I guess they do look similar. Tomatillos are just a little bigger. So yeah. Gotta check your labels. Gotta check your labels. But, uh, yeah, not much going on in Denver. Just dealing with dumbass produce questions on the daily. Oh, God, I bet that's terrible. For a guy like me who knows nothing about produce, yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad. They ask you, like, how how do you know if something's good? I don't get that. I... I, Not so... if I get that, I'm like, I just be honest with them. I'm like, man, I, I just started here a couple of weeks ago, and I do not eat produce myself, so <laughs> I, I, I would recommend Googling it. Yeah, it's like, just smell it. If it smells like dirt, you're good to go. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but, like, people ask me, like, do you guys have this vegetable? And it's Colorado, so everyone's fit as fuck and trying to eat healthy as shit. Yeah. Why are you shopping at King Supers when we have like fancier grocery stores for your fancy ass, like Trader Joe's or Whole Foods or shit? Yeah. But uh, they asked me, like, do you have Beeline? I'm like, what? I've never heard of that shit. Beeline? I don't know if that was the name. It's something like Beeline. Like, I literally never heard of this in my life. I'm like, I don't, I don't have any idea. So you gotta do the classic, yeah. like, yeah, let me go ask somebody. Yeah, let me go check in the back, which means I'm gonna go walk in the cooler and get frustrated because I still don't know where shit is in the cooler. Oh, and yeah. walk back out here. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that for sure. It's their fault for going to Kroger. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's Denver, man. Couches and produce. Uh, legalization happened in Illinois. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I saw your Instagram. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, 
it's hilarious. Now you got, there's a bunch of people that are like scared to go do it because they think that the government's going to take away their FOID cards and their guns. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of fear mongering going on here in Illinois. Now, why would they do that? I don't know. It, 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 it makes patently no sense. And then you got people that are like, uh, well, you go in there and then you're on a list. It's like, yeah, list for deals. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> really, dude? Donors aren't giving you shit to the government. Really? A list? Are you seriously? These are the same people that are worried about their FOID card. It's like, dude, you got on a list when you got your FOID card. Yeah, that's a, that's a list you need to be more worried about than going in a and list. Giving, I'm sorry. Giving your uh, phone number to a, a, a pot shop to get texts a week from now about their weekly deals, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, we had to show them our IDs, which I'm sure you do in Denver as well, right? Oh, of course, yeah. So strict as fuck, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know what they did with the, you know, apparent, like, the the the, the uh, rumor is that it goes into a database, and then when you try to reapply for your FOID card, they won't let you, even though there's, you know, like, the the uh, dispensary I went to put out a quote from Illinois State Police that's, that said that that wasn't true. Mm. There's just, it's just complete fear-mongering. It's, it's ridiculous. So yeah, you got you got that. To anyone who's listening in Illinois who has a FOID card and is paranoid about this situation, I do not have a FOID card. I don't know what Colorado's stance on FOID cards are personally. They don't have them. Trust me when I say I've been on many of these quote unquote lists, and my life's not changed besides the fact that I get a occasional text about deals. Yeah. Yeah. Go in and buy your dope and be happy. You yeah. Have your dope and your, your your little guns and stuff. Oh yeah. No, they don't have Floyd card. I don't think they have Floyd cards, and I think there's only like two states that do it like this. Yeah. But uh, no, it's just completely wrong and false, and they're all falling for it, and it's just so dumb. But the anti-pop movement. Yeah, it's 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 reefer madness. 2020 is what it is. <laughs> but uh anyway it was cool though it was cool i went there like we were gonna go to the one in east peoria was opening at 6 a.m and they were yeah. gonna do uh they were the only ones that advertised flower in downstate illinois as far as i know good god at in least downstate? well i don't know like they're the only ones that advertise having flower in the peoria area that i was willing to go to yeah. Is better said. I could it it could have been in other towns, I don't know. But uh <clears throat> so we were gonna go to East Peoria, but you know, we I didn't set my alarm or anything. I got up and started talking to our buddy who wanted to go with me. And uh by then it was eight AM and they had where they were letting in ten people at a time and they were giving out tickets with numbers on them, so there was a number system, you know. So you didn't have to physically wait in line, I guess. I guess you could go do something else or whatever. So uh, by 8 a.m. they were on uh, four, like 450 uh, as far as the number system. And they were having computer problems. And Yeah, exactly. And, I, and had ran out of the flower by 8 a.m. or maybe even earlier. So 
the only reason we wanted to go there was because of the flower. So at that point, that was done. So so we're like, uh, fuck it, we'll just go to Trinity, the one in Peoria. So we went there. We got there probably eight forty-five, and they were gonna open at ten a.m. Uh, I was a I was the twenty-second person. Um, in Peoria to get the recreational. As far as I know. In the city of, in the actual city? As far as I know. I don't know any other, um, uh, dispensary in Peoria. Now, for all the local cats who are unaware, where's Trinity at? Yeah, big shout out to Trinity Compassionate Care. Right there off the university. By, uh, right past the Walmart and University. Walmart, Steak and Shake. Uh, if you're headed, uh, towards downtown, it'd be like, Walmart, Steak and Shake, Burger King, Trinity. Right by the, uh, used to be a Hollywood video there and a Blimpy sandwich shop. You know where I'm at? Oh, yeah. Uh, Papa Murphy's Pizza. A little south of, um, Ward Drive. Yep. On the west side of University. Yep, right next to Papa Murphy's Pizza. Okay. Yep. So, yeah, I was number 22, man. That's a good, that's a good fact to tell the, the grandkids right there. Yeah. So I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool. So there's there's been some haters. There was five, five point four something million dollars in sales the first day. What do you mean there's some haters? Just the 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 reefer madness people that are making up the. There's still anti dope people like out there with signs and shit. Oh no! But they're like you go on Facebook and like obviously all the local news stations are reporting the sales and. And people just, there's people like Bible Belt people that are just straight up like, this is terrible. Like, this is. Oh, old people who probably shouldn't have a Facebook or. <laughs> yeah. This Instagram is. Yeah, like, like, this is fundamentally morally wrong, people. They're still out there. Tell, tell them to fucking get over themselves and hit a J. Yeah, that. And then you got the, like, anti, you know, the Republican Party, all those people, because they hate J.B. Pritzker. Which is on hey, the the governor of Illinois. Oh. Which is I haven't, uh, I've been out of the state too long. I have no clue who's in office. Yeah, well, I mean that's understandable. He's he's taxing everything. You know, like the, their their view is like, okay, we'll give you the legal marijuana, and then we'll, you know, this is kind of like pull a wool over your eyes, and we'll fucking tax everything else and fuck the state up more. You know what I mean? Which, oh, so there's taxes um, that's not related to the sale of marijuana that they passed this year, some shit. Yeah, yeah, that they're uh, upset about. Well, how much is the? Do you know how much you're paying in taxes for your dope? Oh yeah, it's it's high. It's thirty five percent. Yeah, that's that's about what it is here. Well, we just have a marijuana tax which is 25 and then sales tax on top of that which is 8.7 so it adds up to about 33 percent yeah this is like 35 total too yeah which i'm not i'm not gonna complain i mean i I understand why it's here it's not here because they were like oh we want to get all the stoners they're dope why not yeah no it's here it's here to make money so i'm not going to be the one to complain no it's it's legal once you the more that sinks in and you're not, like, paranoid in Peoria because you're smoking dope. Like, the, the more you'll 
grow to love it. Like, it took me a while in Denver. Like, even when I came back to Peoria, I'd be, like, you know, like, paranoid. Oh, yeah. And I'd, I'd be paranoid about, like, smoking outside a bar here. And then I'm like, wait, no. This shit's legal. And especially when I live in a city and uh, cops have much, much bigger fish to fry than someone smoking a like, one hitter of grass. Yeah. Or a jay of grass. Yeah. No, yeah, totally. Totally. They're just, it's all the classic growing pains are happening right now. People, sure. people are scared, you know, the, the naysayers are scared that like, this is like a horrible thing, like the moral people. And then you got the gun people are real worried. And then you got the, uh, like the, the black market dealers are salty about it. Yeah. It's like, step up your game, dude. Well, the black market dealers better, um, you know, shuffle along. Find yeah. something else on the black market deal. Yeah, seriously, pull up your boot, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, buddy. Yeah. Get to work. Because I mean, they're like, yeah, it's a little more expensive than what you've got it for, but yeah, I I love going through you where I have to, you know, text you fifteen times, and then you're supposed to get back to me when you got it, and then when you got it. You forget to text me, and then it's like three days later, and then you're out of it again. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I really love that whole process. No, um, there's, there's, there's no more drought, Eric. And if there is, you just go to the next store. Yeah. So yeah, no. I, so yeah, I'm I'm all about. It. I'm not one of the haters, man. Fuck that shit. Uh, I know. Uh, I'm just I'm voicing this in case there are any haters listening still that are just somehow still with us they haven't turned us off yet but they're just yelling furiously at you and i right now yeah calm your ass down yeah <laughs> uh so yeah that's about i guess this uh i guess this is a wrestling podcast uh, yeah we got to talk about <laughs> bats and couches and legal dope yeah well i mean yeah it is it is the end of prohibition in illinois so it, it should be it shall be spoke upon Fuck yeah, dude. Um, let's, uh, let's talk some shop, because once again, Eric, I hope this is the last of the holidays, because, my goodness, it's hard to watch wrestling in the holidays, isn't it? Yeah, I agree. I heard some, I heard rumblings. Wait, where are we starting? Are we, are we? We're starting on SmackDown on the uh, 28th. Oh, God. You mean, the, this is the SmackDown, like, anybody who listens to this has already seen the other SmackDown, probably, is what you're saying. Uh, as in... Last... Friday. one? Yeah. Yeah, I almost watched it last night myself, but then I said, fuck it. Okay, well, let's briefly, because that one's two SmackDowns, or that's a SmackDown old, so people probably are past that. But what yeah. are what are the big moments from there? I think I heard something of, uh, did we get confirmed? Uh, did we get confirmed Daniel Bryan versus, uh, the Fiend Bray Wyatt? Um. Yeah, do 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 Uh, resulting essential, uh, well, Bryan is... I don't fucking know, Eric. I would just assume so. No, oh, well, yeah. Read through my SmackDown notes. <laughs> yeah, take take a read through your game notes. But yeah, I think I think um, we did. So this is what was going on. 
This is what was going on, Eric. So SmackDown, they were playing a tease tactic all fucking show. With They were going to start it off with Baron Corbin versus The Miz versus Daniel Bryan, the number one contender's triple threat. Winner faces Bray at uh, Royal Rumble. Okay. And, uh, Roman came and attacked Corbin as Corbin was uh, entering for this match. And then because of that, chaos ensued, and like Corbin's like, no, we're not having this match now. I want to have, I, I'm injured. I, I want to have it when I'm fresh on another night. And you learn after the commercial, you're like, well, no, we're not doing that. We're just going to have uh, Miz versus uh, uh, Daniel Bryan. And Corbin, you're SOL, shit out of luck, baby. So they, they, they advertise that for the main event. And then Corbin just, all of a sudden, he's 110% better throughout the night. He's like, no, I, I'm going to I'm gonna be in this main event again. So when the main, finally, when the main event comes to, you have the number one contender triple threat again. Okay. And what happens, because it's a triple threat, it's no DQ. So Corbin's using all his tools to his expenditure and uh, gets uh, Dolph Ziggler out there to interfere for him. Uh this results in Roman coming back, who's been barred from the building. That's the only reason why Corbin was comfortable, was Roman was barred from the building. The big dog. Comes back. Huh? The big dog. Yeah, the big dog. He comes back and attacks Corbin, and they just scuffle off uh, backstage. So, then we have a, a, a central one-on-one between Miz and Brian yet again, so... If you're following from the start, we went from a triple threat to a one-on-one to a triple threat to an essential one-on-one again. A flip-flop, flip-flop. Yeah, the old flip-flop, flip-flop. Okay. And during this, Brian gets missed to tap out to the lapel lock. Long story short, yes, you were correct. But I had to read through my long notes to get there. Okay. <laughs> okay, so Brian versus The Fiend Bray Wyatt is official. Yes. For the Royal Rumble. Unless Corbin, I mean, it's wrestling, so Corbin can come in and bitch and complain and say he got screwed out and maybe, you know, there's some more shenanigans because the Rumble's not for another, like, three, four weeks. Yeah, or, uh, or, uh, Roman. Oh, I don't think Roman has any spot. Roman against Bray? No, like, getting involved in that match as well. Oh, I don't know. He doesn't seem title-bound right now. Yeah, you know. yeah. I don't really know what they're doing with him, but I, I like you, did not see the latest SmackDown, so I don't know. Okay, yeah. I mean, we'll we'll, we'll cover that next week. Hopefully, <laughs> a little more timely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So is uh is Liv Morgan? I kept meaning to talk about Liv Morgan, and I always forgot. But she's on Raw, isn't she? Uh, I believe so. But oh yeah, uh, she yeah really care less. Yeah, because she was involved in the. Uh, in the wedding. Was she? Yeah, I remember she was the last one. Is that did I just reveal that to you? What do you mean the last one? Like the last uh person to um say that they did not approve of the wedding. Oh shit, I just realized, man, I was watching on cable and they done fucked up their cable recording. I I just got completely cut off mid-wedding. I'm like, okay, I know where this is going. Oh, so you didn't even finish it? Yeah, Lana was just taking too long getting mad at the crowd, so I never finished okay. the wedding. Alright, well, we'll talk about Liv and that when we get to Raw, then. Okay. 
something else from uh, SmackDown that I enjoyed. Uh, New Day and Braun were going up against Shinsuke, Cesaro, and Zayn. The match was just all right. Uh, but afterwards, uh, uh, Braun was offered to dance with the New Day. This really reminded me of like when people like used to get offered the sunglasses by Rikishi and Too Cool. Yes. All of a sudden, they would be transformed into a dance king and would lead us all in a dance. Oh yeah, there's there's been so many though. They had a re- oh, our uh, truth and Carmella did a dance routine. Remember they had that part of their gimmick recently. Yeah, but this is like full on. No, no, I'm too humble to dance. I don't want to dance. And they're like, come on, come on, you yeah. can dance. Come on, Not man. Can you dance? But you can be in the center of this and lead yeah. lead all these people in a dance. Yeah, come on, just let it go, man. And back in Rikishi and Two Cool's day, that was done by the use of a piece of a piece of shit yellow plastic shades that they pulled out of their tights. Yes. Now, 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 real quick. Uh, too cool, Scotty, too hotty, and who else? Grandmaster Sexay. Grandmaster Sexay. Oh, was he? Is he Jerry the King Lawler's son? Yeah, that's Lawler's boy. That's what I thought. Okay, yeah, rest in peace to Grandmaster Sexay. Okay. Uh, yeah, that was too cool. They they were big in WWE, but they had this tip when we watched back in the Attitude Era. Oh yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, when they're doing the dance, they they uh, entice Braun to get in by saying, Get these hits. Get <laughs> Okay. And that shit was just hilarious. The crowd started chanting. I was loving it. That's the best uh, playoff get these hands I've heard to date. Yeah, get these hips. Oh, they got to come out with New Day shirts that say get these hips. They really do. You know they will. Yeah. They absolutely will. <laughs> if not, they're stupid. So, Braun ended up dancing, I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. And that was just some holiday fun. Uh, the other side story that happened throughout the night was Otis. Uh, Otis's mom may, uh, saw that Mandy had given uh, Otis a ham last week on SmackDown. So, she responded by sending Otis a fruitcake to give to Mandy, which he did at the beginning of the night. Mandy was like polite about it and shit, and like we're seeing like face Mandy, I guess. Yeah. And then later in the evening, Dolph comes up, and uh, <laughs> he's just a classic cool guy asshole. He's like, "What's this?" He's like dipping his finger in the fruitcake. He's like, "Oh, that's terrible. You don't want that." And he just throws it on the floor, and then he stomps on it in front of Mandy, and she's she's like, "Oh my god!" He's like, "Don't worry, these are Jordans." He's wearing Jordan's stop in a fruitcake. Yeah. So did Otis kick his ass? Otis hasn't seen yet. He came in after the fact, and to his impression, it just looks like a smashed fruitcake. So he probably thinks that man, he's probably sad because he thinks that man, he doesn't oh, like no. fruitcake. Oh, no. Yeah. God damn, this is like one of those stories that you, like when you watch a Disney movie when you're six and you're way too emotionally involved in it. Yep. It's like the worst thing ever. Yeah. Like when Otis comes in and sees the cake and he just thinks the wrong thing. But you know, that's not what really happened, Otis. Come on, man. Nope. Okay. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta know the full story. So, so that, that's how that story ended for the week? 
Yeah, that's a TBD. Oh man, see now, now I'm now I gotta watch SmackDown. I gotta see what happens there. <laughs> yeah, the fruitcake in the hair. <laughs> yeah, I gotta finish. I gotta finish the Otis Mandy story. Besides that, it wasn't much, man. Uh, yeah, like I said, they they built this number one contender. They had about their three separate occasions. Yeah. At the top of the show, middle of the show, and then the main event. And I know, I I know what you're saying is true because I fell asleep while I was trying to watch the SmackDown, and every time I woke up, they were talking about the same thing, and I was yes. uh, I was utterly confused. Yeah, it's the old holiday uh, bait and switch. You know who really mailed it in? Uh, we might as well go ahead and skip skip to this. Uh, NXT really mailed it in this week, brother. Really? Yeah, it was. Uh, I I threw it on last night. I was like, man, I'm so behind on wrestling. I was like, I'm gonna use my time to watch NXT. So I I throw on NXT and it starts out uh, with Sam Roberts, uh, Pat McAfee. And uh, some blonde chick. You know the formula, Jeff. Yep. Couple of turds and a hot blonde. So that that's what they're going with. <clears throat> and uh, they're doing like an award show. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, hell no. Eric, that's the attitude era. We used to see that in the attitude era. Yeah, gosh. I'm like, no award show. Even though like I know. Gary the King Lawler back in the day. Yeah. I'm like, no. Just in the studio. Yeah, and this is one of those studios that they've been doing where it's just, uh, you know, there's like no physical studio. It's all a green screen. Oh, some cheap-ass ESPN tactics. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, I don't know, it was just terrible. And then it, it, got, it gets even worse. Like, once they run through the nominees and pick a winner, then the winner, um, they have like an entrance at a literally an empty uh, Full Sail University crowd. There's nobody there. Oh, Christ. And they accept their award from, from William Regal in the ring. It was so odd. It was oh, like, it was, oh, wow. Yeah, it, it was like it was made to look bad. You know what I mean? Wouldn't you just sell... Wouldn't you just get students in there for free to fill the seats? Seriously. While you record? I mean, that's crazy. Or just don't... Ha- like, when Backstage had their awards, like, they just uh, went to a quick camera, like handing that person the award or those people the award and they cut like a quick one minute promo yeah yep you know just wherever they're at like backstage preparing for that day's raw or whatever yeah that would be better yeah this was you know entrance music entrance walk out to a ring with william regal to get the award empty crowd it was very. If you're gonna have an empty crowd. You're gonna have an empty arena match, a la Rock and Mankind. Yeah, I love that match. Yeah. What a hilarious <laughs> concept. Uh, but yeah, so that was NXT. So that's all. They also, sh- I think they showed, uh, um, Johnny Gargano versus uh, Adam Cole, Bebe at a takeover as match of the year. So I think they showed that again. Uh, just in full, you mean? Yeah. Which that makes sense. Which was a great match, but I didn't want. I just, I just saw what where we were headed and fast forward and confirmed that that's where we were headed. And I just said, "Fuck it." Mm-hmm. So NXT was totally mailed in this week. Uh, was how about Raw? Uh, <clears throat> I thought Raw. Some people liked Raw a lot. I thought that Raw, 
um, had its spots. Like I, I watched the Hulu version, as you know. Uh-huh. So I may not have seen everything that was good, but I saw a couple good things, a couple terrible things. I liked, right. I liked the, uh, the the opening segment, or at least what I got and assume is the opening segment was the uh, Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, AOP, Seth Rollins deal. I liked that, but I didn't like the outcome because so, I'm like, oh, this is how you're mailing it in. Yeah, but I did like the pacing. You know what I mean? It, it had good pacing. Like it went right from I don't I don't know how I think it started with KO. Yep. And then KO did a little recap of what had been going on. Then you get Seth and AOP, and then you get Samoa Joe. And I don't know. I just thought it was moving quick enough. I thought the pacing was good, which is huge in wrestling. I don't think I don't think that's paid attention to enough. Like we dealt with that with the the Lana Rusev, or no, the uh, Lana Lashley wedding. Yeah. Like it was paced. It's way too slow paced. Yeah, paced terribly, and then you lose everybody's attention. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, no, I thought the first thing. What do, what do you mean how it ended? How did it end? Um, K- uh, KO and Joe were standing tall. I know uh, KO did a swanton onto a, uh, out from the top rope onto the outside onto a pile of people. That was really badass. When will Swanton stop? They're still going in 2020. That was a good one. That that was 2019, so hopefully they're going in 2020. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, see, you didn't like how it's going to be like a tag team? Oh, no, I'm fine with that. (laughs) Uh, My thing was, um, afterwards, uh, KO and Joe got escorted out, and then later in the evening, Rollins and AOP got escorted out. I'm like, oh, so this is how you're taking away our main event pieces, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was like, whack. For that, for that particular Raw, I saw, I saw, like, okay, so these people did their parts. Now they're going to have their holidays. They're leaving early, they're leaving early Triple H style. Yeah. No, I agree. And plus, that doesn't ever make sense when it's not. It, to do the escort out of the arena, it has to be something extreme, and they've been using it way too liberally. They have. Like, this is wrestling. People attack each other when they're cutting promos. That doesn't... Uh, Necessitate. Necessarily mean that you have to escort people out of the arena because they're a threat, you know? Yeah. It, no one's going to the locker rooms bashing skulls besides yeah. Becky Lynch. <laughs> yeah, everything that everything that took place in that opening segment was wrestling 101. It's stuff that happens every night. It, nothing necessitated a, uh, you know, a banishment from the arena at all. Exactly. So I agree, that was really whack, but overall I like that first segment. Uh, match of the night, TLC, I hope you got some of the Hulu cut, I'm sure you did, because it was a match of the night. Uh, Alistair Black versus Buddy Murphy, oh, yeah. a rematch from TLC and definitely top TLC's match. Yeah, it was a, it was it was better than the TLC match, uh, that was a, I thought that match and, uh, there's another good one. Oh, uh, that match and uh, Andrade's match. I thought were both really good. Oh, Andrade Ricochet? Yeah, I think it started out with Andrade and a jobber. Yeah, it was a jobber to start, and then Ricochet's like, pick on someone your own size. Yeah, which doesn't make any sense. Nah. <laughs> but yeah, no, the Buddy Murphy, uh, Alistair Black was, was really good. Oh, yeah. I got got, Eric. You got worked? 
Yeah. I, I want to know, did you get worked? Oh, by the Randy Orton? Yeah. I think I got worked until, uh, like, did, did you see anything before Raw about it? No, I, I don't follow wrestling on social media for spoiler reasons or anything, so I, I got only the news at the top of the show that Orton's going to come in and talk about this injury that he suffered last night and the future is future oh, with WWE. So I'm like, oh Christ, Orton's actually injured and he's gonna and then he came out and did a straight shoot, Eric. I was fooled. I'm like, okay, this guy's definitely not in character. He's definitely yeah. down on himself. Oh man, you got worked. That's beautiful I, I work. Got worked so good. God, that's a beautiful work by Randy Orton. I'm gonna let's see if the, the audience is awake for that. There they are. Round of applause for Randy Orton for working, Jeff. Eric, I, I was worked so well that even after he, like, attacked a like so a, uh, anyone who hasn't seen this, Orton's like acting like he's injured and like his career's over. Like he he can't muster out the fact to the audience that his career might be done. He doesn't know when he's gonna be back. And he's he just mutters like, "Hopefully WrestleMania, I'll be able to kick some ass or something." AJ comes out, and he's like, oh, I gotta wait for WrestleMania? And in hindsight, I should have seen that. I'm like, why is AJ being a dick? Yeah. That, that should have been my first clue. But I'm like, okay, AJ's just being a dick because they need to somehow get this back to a storyline. Orton's out here fluttering. He can't even put his full sentences together. Yeah. So I thought AJ was sent out to save, save the day in that sense. Like, keep moving. <laughs> And he's coming out. He's just making fun of Orton. And it's just getting worse and worse. And AJ eventually kicks the crutch out from Orton's uh, limp knee. Is Orton, like, supposedly fucked up a knee or something? I don't know. Derek Rose. Heard a knee at a house show. Yeah, heard a knee at a house show. And he's on crutches, barely able to get into the ring and shit. Then AJ comes out and kicks the crutch. And Orton just has to limp it, hop and limp his ass over the rope. And then uh, I think he gives the lie. He's like, AJ, you may, be pa- you may be patient, but I'm not. And hits him with a diamond cutter. And then he goes stomping on his injured knee. And I'm still thinking, I'm like, what are you doing? You're going to fuck up your knee even worse. Yeah. <laughs> Man, you got a full work on. And then King's like, it was a ruse. I'm like, oh, shit, King's right. <laughs> King had to tell you. Yeah, I thought I thought King was being a little obvious there, but no, he needed to tell some people. No, I, I was caught off guard. I gave that shit three stars. God damn, that that's probably the biggest work of the year for you. Coming real that's late in 2019. Eric, that's a work of the decade. Yeah, that is crazy. See, I saw the footage from the house show where he supposedly got injured. You know? Oh, did you? I saw that footage like. Whenever the internet really, whenever WWE probably released it, or I don't, you know, who knows how it. I don't know if it was a fan clip or whatever, but anyway, I saw the footage and I thought it was real at that point. So he did do a good job of working the inju- the injury at the show. Because it was in AJ too. Because I was, you know, you always got to watch how the other guys reacting. Yeah, and, and uh, AJ looked sincere in how he was like. He's kind of spending a lot of time at the other outside the ring, like trying to let them figure out what they're going to do. Yeah. And uh, so it looked real. So I thought he was injured. 
So I did get worked as well, but when Raw started, that's hard as me. No, because when Raw started and all that started coming up, then I was like, okay, it's fake. I don't know why. I just I don't know the the first like graphic they put up about how his career, like you said, they kind of insinuated his career might be over and. Yeah. At that point, I was like, oh, I don't know. And then when he came out, I was like, ah, oh, this is bullshit. But, uh... He's just getting into that ring. Oh, he really did. <laughs> he, he, he couldn't do it without assistance. Yeah. That's amazing, man. Yeah. Like Goddamn. For Orton, from what I know of Orton, that is incredibly clever. I'm gonna give him another round of applause for work, the work of the decade. Randy Orton. <laughs> Thanks, bud. Uh, Two days before the decade ended, it's the work of the decade. Yeah, it was, it was a good job. Uh, so, I think the the only thing we have is the, the wedding, right? Uh, I need to ask a quick question, because this was a blur to me, and I never went back to watch it. Um, Becky uh, basically confirmed that she's going to have a match with Asuka at Royal Rumble, and she was talking about... Uh, Holding out on her contract. This is this is our concern, dude. Oh, uh, yeah. I think she. I don't know what she was talking about there. I think that's got to be a work. Yeah, the fact that she's bringing it up on air and shit, like. Oh yeah. I, I don't want her jump into that shit, and she won't. But just the actual thought of her like leaving for an extent. This is probably eventually going to be her getting a vacation is her with her contract dispute. Yeah, or or a title like Asuka's going to win and then she'll go on vacation. Oh yeah, yeah. One more we'll have to relinquish the title to go on vacation for sure. Mm-hmm. She won't Man. lose it, she'll relinquish it. She decides when it's over. Yeah, you had a tough Monday Night Raw, Jeff. I did. You, Man, you're getting worked left and right. I just want to make sure she wasn't going to AEW because that would be the worst case scenario, Eric. No, no, hell no, dude. Their their women's division's terrible from what I understand. I'm sure it is. I, I mean, I haven't heard much about it. And I've still forgotten to record AEW because New Year's Day was AEW Day this week. Yeah. Maybe so next in a couple of weeks now. We do need an update on AEW. Maybe next week it'll happen. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll probably remember to record it. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll, fucking, I'll, I'll, I'll set that shit right now. Yeah, go ahead and set her up. Uh, I'm we'll, watching worthless wild card playoff football, and I can give a shit less about it. Hey, the Patriots lost. Yeah. yeah Denver is really happy about that, but I mean, it's the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. You know. Uh, our buddy Landmark tried like I, I was just pissing on football last night when I went to the bar because I went like right as the Patriots lost and the bar's freaking out I'm like who gives a fuck they were going to lose anyway that, that seemed like obvious to me but so uh, Landmark basically tried telling me that the Titans are good I gave him the Levitard argument like they're, they're boring as shit they're going to lose next round for sure Oh yeah, I'm not tell me they're a good team. Yeah, they're decent, but no, they're not. I don't think they have any longevity in the playoffs. No. Uh, no. So why do they hate? Is there a history between Denver and New England? I don't remember. I'm sure there is. Just uh, the the one like 
the Peyton Manning runs they had? Yeah, maybe that. And, uh, yeah, they're just in the AFC, so, like, it'd be like if Peoria was purely Bears fans and Rodgers got kicked out first round, I would assume, except not divisionally, you know? Yeah, no, I know what you mean. It's kind of along those realms. Like, they just have a stronger hatred for the Patriots here than they did back in Peoria. Okay. And it's a city, so Tom Brady plays the easy heel for any fan, you know? Yeah. It's a very polarizing figure. True that. Uh, anyway, football. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's football. Uh, anything else on Raw besides a stupid-ass wedding? Uh, I'm not even sure I want to discuss the wedding. Well, you have to update me. Oh, well, uh, so, yeah, so... Uh, Good. Before that, Eric, two things. Rowan's still doing the worthless shit with absolutely no, like I'm, I'm literally getting pissed off with Eric Rowan. They're not, they're not going any further with the story. No, he's still just squashing jobbers and then talking to his fucking cage. Oh, that's great. See, I don't get any of that on the Hulu cut. Thank God, because it's still, it's still there. It has not progressed an inch. That's great. The other thing was clubs and street profit, or club and street profits. Oh, who won? I couldn't tell you. Uh, <laughs> I had some friends over, so uh, that part of Raw got a little, little uh, hazy. I wasn't taking notes or anything. Yeah. But uh, I like that combo, club and street profits. It was good. It just seems like there's a lot of personality there. Some easy mic work. You do some comedy and shit. Yeah. Not yeah. Are, like all five of them are pretty comfortable on the mic. Yeah. That's a good... No, I agree. That is a good idea. We'll see if they go any further with it or if they just shit on it right there. And D-Max squashed uh, Hawkins and Ryder <laughs> in a, uh, what King called a one-on-two handicap match. Okay. So D-Max just doing the squash jobs all, all day now. Oh, yeah, but I think he's brewing his strength for the Rumble, baby. Yeah, he's got to win the Rumble. Yeah. He has to win the fucking Royal Rumble. I would hope so, but stranger things have occurred. Oh, for Tell sure. me about this wedding, Eric. Oh, it was terrible, Jeff. Because I, I got left on the vows. Which, okay. Thank God, because the vows were ungodly terrible to watch. Yeah, there was vows, and Lana was, like, yelling at the crowd, because obviously the crowd's making fun of her during it, and it's just more terrible acting, and then we get to the part where, you know, the the guy says that, you know, if anybody objects to this wedding, speak now, or forever hold your peace. Oh, God. And you, not that era of the wedding. Yeah, and you know, uh, in wrestling, that's not going to hold up. So the first person we get is, uh, let's see, first person we get is a is a guy that claims to be Lana's first husband. Baby. Then she left him for Rusev, and she'll do the same thing to your dumbass when she finds the newer, better thing or something. And then, yeah, yep, and then the guy repeats himself. Okay, is there anyone else? And this time we get a girl, and this is Lashley's first wife. Baby! Yeah. And then uh, the only good thing that ever came from any of this is that we got Jerry Chance. Jerry! 
Jerry. Oh, just because it's get uh, Springer-like? Yeah, because it was very Springer-esque. <laughs> and then uh, he asked a third and final time if anybody uh, can come up with any reason why these two shall not be wed. And we get Liv Morgan. Which, uh, I, I don't think we've talked about it, but it's went through a, ch- a character change. They're repackaging her as, we don't really know what yet. At first it looked like kind of like Mandy Rose version 2. Yeah, Mandy Rose slash 2007 Maurice. Yeah. So, I, I we don't really know, we still don't really know what she is. But she said she was making a change, and are you ready? And then, anyway, she... DX way. More in a sexual way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big difference there. Yeah. It's and, are you ready? It's like, are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So she comes out, and she claims that um, the love of her life's on that stage. And of course... Oh, shit. Yeah, and of course we're supposed to... We're naturally supposed to think she's talking about Lashley... And Lashley's saying, oh, I've never been with her, or whatever he's saying. And then she says, no, I'm talking about Lana. Baby! Yeah, so, so, exactly. So WWE went with the ultimate, uh, a, a lesbian uh, romance tale is about to be told. So Okay, so they finally ended the decade with a... By, uh, recognizing uh, homosexuality. Yeah, and remember we thought they were going to do it with uh, Mandy and Sonya? Yeah, you did. I, I wasn't sold on that. No, there was one episode, dude, where it was looking weird. I swear <laughs> I swear they were dipping their toes in the pool then and decided not to. <laughs> uh, and I think that one would have been better, but we'll see. So yeah, so that, that, that happens. Lana attacks her for interrupting her wedding, and there's just a big old brawl. Um, everybody's pretty much brawling with everybody, and then, uh, the whole time on, on, on set there, in the ring, is this giant wedding cake that is so ridiculous, like, you know it's not an actual cake, you know, it's a, it's a decoration, but why is it that big? Oh, I wonder if somebody's in there, you know, and of course Rusev's in there, and Rusev busts out. And then there's the Rusev Day chance, and Rusev beats the shit out of Lashley. And it was just, it was a classic wrestling wedding. What? So, it started with the Live Lotta brawl. Yeah. And, and I'm pretty sure... What was Bobby's reaction? Uh, he may have been beaten up, because uh, I'm pretty sure the, the first husband and first wife got involved as well. Because, you know, I... Obviously, they're probably just, you know, wrestlers. I missed by far the best part of this wedding. And how did it go 20 minutes over the cable time limit? Well, that's how they failed, Jeff. Because the the little part that I told you sounded good. But after you watched the first 20 minutes of nonsense, you were pissed. That's true. They could have just, like, they should have went straight to that shit, man. Real, the ceremony, like, fuck the vows. Like, I don't know how you do the vow. Just do them short. Whatever. We need to get to the point where we're asking who uh, who objects to this wedding really quick. Yeah. And then I think it would have been a decent segment. Uh, God, that's wild. So, 
Why why did Roost have come in swinging? <laughs> I guess just because he's still pissed that Lana left him for Bobby. He's not though. He's happy. He's a happy bachelor. Is there he having mood swings? Did he, did he get drunk before this draw and have a mood swing? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you're right. What you're saying is correct. He has been pretty happy about it. So I don't know. Yeah, he must have got a mood swing. Huh. Well, I, that's just got a lot spicier, Eric. Not going to lie. Yeah, so we got Liv Morgan and Lana, Bobby Lashley, love triangle, I think is what's going to happen. Oh, that's what. Well, wasn't Liv Morgan the one that was just flirting with David Bautista? Oh, in real life? Yeah. IRL? No, that was uh, Dana Brooke. Okay, because they brought that into kayfabe a little bit, like when it first happened. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, that that was, I think that's raw. They actually, I wanted to ask you this. They said something about Umberto uh, Carrillo was hurt. Like... Somebody said you injured him. Oh, it was Ricochet said that uh, Andrade injured him. Do you remember this? Yeah. Uh, no. That must have been last week on Raw. I'll go back and look at the notes, but no, I I, 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 I thought I remember thinking the same thing. I'm like, when the fuck was Creo injured? Yeah, which sucks. I like that. And also Andrade's still he's still amazing, dude. Oh yeah. I love watching him. He's getting better and better. They've been, uh, on WWE backstage, they're doing the same shit. Like, people are, Christian was saying people are sleeping on Andrade, but I think this next year is going to be huge for him. Yeah. Yeah. Which people haven't been sleeping on Andrade. WWE's just been doing a terrible job of giving him a push. Yeah. Like, you're so mid-carded the fuck out, WWE. Let's get some hierarchy. Yeah. I agree. So, yeah, that was raw. Fuck yeah, dude. Um, what else? We got to get to you. We're running a little, we're running on time here, Jeff. We still need that update. See how our old Chicago Bulls are doing. Hell yeah, dude. Are you ready? Yeah, are you ready for it? Yeah, let's do it. All right, and now it's time for Jeff's 30-second Chicago Bulls update. Yep. Ninth in the East. So we uh, we are hosting Atlanta Hawks. What do you know about Atlanta, Eric? Nothing. That's because they're a big fucking disappointment this year. Failures. Supposed to be where the Bulls are, but they're where the Bulls thought they were gonna be. They're sitting at fucking. They're coming in at six and twenty-six. Crumb bombs. Still sucking Trey Young's dick. Scrubs. Scrubs. Trey Young didn't even play this game, Eric. And the Bulls had a fucking heyday. Led by as many as 35 set starters down the stretch, and we won this bitch 116-81. Child's play. Damn. Okay. 
Bulls. And that that concludes. Let's give let's get the round. Let's get the audience away because the Bulls have now swept the Atlanta Hawks for the season. Let's give them a round of applause. Yeah. Bye bye. Silence. Because the Bulls have to take on the Bucks next. And Eric, if you're sleeping, Griselda will tell you that the Bucks will dominate the East. Oh yes. I, I am aware of that. <laughs> and uh, we've already lost two to them this year. Let's go ahead and make that three. Okay. <laughs> That's to be expected. I do like them boys, though, with their little wrestling matches. They're pretty hilarious. Oh, yeah. The Bucks are a fun team. Yeah, I'm cool with them. Even though they are in the East, I'm still cool with them. Division rivals, if that means anything in 2020 basketball. But, uh, so we lost the Bucks. And then... Happy New Year! We move on to Thursday, January the 2nd when the Jazz come to town. And this is a competitive game, Eric. But God damn it. We fall short at the end. 102.98. That's a loss. That's an L. Take the L. Okay, two losses in a row. The schedule's getting uphill because last night the Boston Celtics, second in the East, Eric. Don't sleep on the Celtics. Boston? Yeah. In Milwaukee? In Milwaukee? Yep. Still yeah. dominating. And the Bulls got off to a good start. Shit kind of went haywire in the second. Boston took the lead at, uh, going into the third. And then started to build on that lead. But Bulls made a late rally. They came from down 16 to uh, make it a three-point game. Led by Zach Levine with 35 points. But then uh, Boston pulled away, got the win. Uh, or Chicago got the L, 104-111. And now we're sitting at, uh, 13-23, sitting in 10th in the East. Okay, so since we lost, since you left one win, three losses. That is correct. And this is going to be an uphill schedule, but Eric, trust me when I say that these Bulls are looking better and better every day. Chris okay. Dunn. We, we, so the Bulls lead, the, believe it or not, the Bulls lead the league in forced turnovers per game. Hmm. Crazy stat number one. I'll be uh, damned. Chris Dunn is among the top five in steals. He's been coming off the bench half the season. This dude has stepped up his game. Audience, I need a round of applause for Chris Dunn because he's getting into his contract year and he's showing the Bulls, hey, don't fucking sleep on me. Give uh, Chris Dunn a round of applause. Huh? And third rocky stat, Eric. Our second round rookie, Daniel Gafford. Probably don't even know who he is. No. He started playing backup center over Luke Cornett's long, gangly ass uh, back in uh, <laughs> November. And since then, he's coming. This, this dude lives at the rim. He's a hungry little beast. He gets up. And he just, he, he loves dunks and he loves blocks. And this dude leads the league uh, in multi-block games. At the time when I saw his stat, he had nine. Now he has at least 11. How about rebounds? Uh, he doesn't get as many rebounds. Like Wendell Carter gets most of them as the starting center. He comes off the bench and you said he leads the league in multi-block games. That is correct. How old is, or how tall is he? Uh, let me check. Uh, 
check really quick. He is listed at 6'11", 253. Okay. Age. Damn. Don't sleep on it. Everyone in the league sleeps on him because he just looks like a classic rookie. And then you walk into the paint and you try to put up your little floater and he's going to shut that shit in the third row. Yeah. Swat that bitch. Yeah, it's great. He, he's, a, he's a great energizer, bummy type of shit coming off the bench. What's his name? Daniel Gafford. G A F F O R D. Alright. It's worth taking a scooch it. But yeah, Bulls fans, stay tuned because it's going to be an uphill climb, but the Bulls are getting better. Well, thank you, Jeff. Let's give Jeff a round of applause for that 30 second Bulls update. And the what? What'd you say the record was? Uh, Thirteen and twenty-three. All right. Ten games under five hundred. Oh yeah, this guy does look like a he looks like a classic skinny rookie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you see this guy, you're like, oh yeah, this guy's a rook. But he, <laughs> he's got hops, man. Hell yeah. Cool. All right. Well, anything else, Jeff, from the sports the sports entertainment week? Or the sports week. Oh, so, uh, funny, funny story. I think I told you, I might have mentioned on the podcast, that uh, I think my boss, one of my bosses at Supers is a wrestling mark. Yeah. I saw him uh, wearing a flare sweater, and then he mentioned something when he was leaving about recording AEW and NXT. So, uh, I, I was small talk, I was wanted to small talk him as he was uh, walking out and I was walking up some stairs uh, this past week and I like say hi and he's like he's still walking like he, he responded obviously he's not a dick yeah <laughs> he said hi back uh, <laughs> and then I'm like hey blah 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 just call out his name I'm like Becky or Oscar I thought he was marky enough to know what I'm talking about but any I'm I still am certain he is. But his response is, "Yeah, no problem, man. See you later." What? So he just didn't hear you at all. Yeah, he and had just, no clue what I said. It just gave me a general response. Oh, he just took a stab at it. That's a ballsy move. Yeah, it's a ballsy move on both our parts. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just throwing out a matchup for my boss, Becky or Oscar. Yep, have a good one. Or what did he say? Yeah, no problem, man. Have a good one. <laughs> no problem, man. That is amazing. You didn't listen to anything he said. Think, like, what did you think I was thanking him for or something when I said Becky or Oscar? Yeah. You know, like, thanks for the parking? Yeah, Becky or Bet your ass. Yeah, yeah thanks, man. <laughs> Who knows? That is hilarious. No, he if he's recording NXT and AEW, dude, he knows who Becky and Oscar are. Yeah, he just didn't hear you at all. That, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, I'm not gonna be deterred by that. I just found a song called Master P, Pass Me to by Master P called Pass Me to Green. Oh uh, yeah. So I'm gonna listen to that. Fuck yeah, throw it on. I mean, not now, for the podcast. No, I already threw it on. Hold on. Well, yeah, it's thrown on the podcast either way. Come on, man. 
Yeah. Yeah, this is a classic right here. He's wearing a chain. He's wearing that chain that you buy at uh at the Northwoods Mall from the uh Middle Eastern dudes. Here we go. Yeah, and I'm uh well aware of those boots. You can also purchase gloves from them. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was Master P. Pass me the green if anybody's interested in more of that. Uh, it looks like a pretty old one, but like I said, it looks hilarious. All right. Anything else, Jeff? Uh, hopefully, we can be more timely next week. Get back on. Yeah, this week was a, yeah this week was a little crazy, and that's how it is, man. The podcast world. Oh, for sure. Some days you just can't do it, you know. Yeah. It is what this it is. Boys. Busy boys, and on that note, night night. Night night. But now I don't understand. Now I don't. Now I don't understand. Good. I said. Okay. We'll get back to your music shortly, but first, did you know that prescription prices are different at different pharmacies? You could literally drive across the street and get a different price. That's crazy. But with GoodRx, you can instantly compare prices at every pharmacy in your neighborhood and save up to 80%. You're probably thinking there's a catch, right? Nope. It's 100% free and can save you money whether you have insurance or not. In fact, it can often beat your copay. Download the GoodRx app today and start saving. GoodRx is not insurance. 